Welcome to the Discipleship Discussions podcast. We believe everyone can be a disciple who makes disciples. Our goal is to help you with this process. Each week, we take the lesson taught through basic discipleship and break it down in a discussion format. Now, let's join today's discussion. Hey, welcome back to our podcast. My name is Benji Linder. With me, as always, is Dr. Patrick Latham. We are starting a new series today. Super excited about it, talking about the doctrine of the Bible. Uh, Today's topic is God Speaks. Um, So one of your points in your teaching session was on how God speaks, and our God, the God of the Bible, and how He's different from every other God. Explain how so, uh, how is He different, and why is this important? Yeah, so obviously there's um, a lot of gods, and we'd say that with the lower Little case. Little G. It's yeah, in the notes, Little yeah. G. Little G, Little Case G. I had a guy one time correct me when I was preaching. You know, he said, you mentioned, you have spoke of something refer- as a god. It's not a god. Be careful saying stuff like that. Well, you go to Joshua, you know, choose which god you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. So you see this throughout Scripture when it speaks of, other gods, these are gods that do not communicate. They are dumb idols. There's actually uh, the, the scene where, um, you know, one of the prophets mocks the people for the fact that their gods can't speak. You see that with Elijah, mm-hmm. too, with the That's showdown right. with Baal. That's right. So um, it's depicted throughout Scripture that these other gods can't speak. Now, what does that mean they can't speak? Well, they can't communicate about God, um, about life, um, about what's wrong with the world and how it can be made right in the way that the Lord can. So only through the Lord can we really understand who He is, who we are, what the matter with humankind, and how life can be made right. We need God to speak in that way. So, you know, now it's easy to like say that and park on false gods, like idols, statues, graven images, sacrificing the chickens, all that stuff. It's easy for us to stay there. But here's the reality. 21st century American society, we have American idols. We have gods with the lowercase g. Mm -hmm. What, what in your mind? What would some of those be? Oh well, I was th- you said dumb idols. My first thought was that's like Auburn football, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> so I'm yeah. sure we may get a response on that one. Yeah. Um, but I think the American dream is a huge idol, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's I, what I the some of the idols that come to my mind are things that we promote and expect um, that that are dangerous. You know, the American dream, they did a survey one time and I'm so passionate about this. Uh, so glad you asked uh, because they did a survey and they said, all right, surveyed parents that were agnostic, atheistic. Um, and then they had Christian parents. They said, what do you want most in your kid? And the answers were the same for both parties. We want my kid to achieve, to stay out of trouble, to have a good living and have a healthy family. And it was the same. Now you look at the Christian, there was nothing in there that's different. There was nothing. I want him or her to follow God's will. I want him to follow the passion of the Lord, not his own passions. Mm-hmm. And so totally debunked the whole picture of biblical parenting and how it's, it's 
captivated and get sucked into the American dream that I want my, I want a bumper sticker on the back mm-hmm. of my car that says my kid's an honor roll student. Yeah. My personal favorite is my uncle had one is my kid to beat up your honor roll kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but the American dream, man, uh, it, and it, it's dangerous. It's yeah. captivating. Well, yeah, exactly. I think it's right where we are. Really, you look at all that is in the world, First John 2, 16, mm-hmm. the lust of the flesh, the lust of the mm-hmm. eyes, the pride of life. I think, you know, idols really get down to that. You know, we don't think of it. We think like, why in the Old Testament would they worship a golden calf? Well, for them, worshiping that golden calf was a way to get more calves, to get more, to get to prosper in their agrarian work. So for them, at the end of the day, it was about the lust of flesh, lust of eyes, and the pride of life. Many times you had horrific, um, immoral, you know, um, immoral um, festivals to go along with mm-hmm. the worship of these idols. That was the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes. Wow, look at that beautiful um, statue. Um and uh, and the pride of life. Well, if I accumulate more, I'm going to be the man or the woman, sure. right? So the man, you know, in that society. So it really all boils back to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Today we pursue those things through different idols. We're, we're amassing through in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways not different, but then indeed different because we just don't have a golden statue that we use to achieve all that. So so here's the point though. God speaks. He's different than the idols. We've got our idols too. Now, what what makes an idol an idol? An idol becomes an idol whenever you've got something other than the Lord that you rely on for those things I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Who am I? What's wrong with me in the world? And how can it be made better? Mm-hmm. So an idol is anything you're using to answer those three questions instead of using the Lord to answer those questions. That's right. So the reality is, okay, let's go, uh, let's, let's use um, a hobby. Okay, that becomes an idol for a man. He's trying to use it to fill a void in his life. It becomes a, nothing wrong with hobbies, right? I've got hobbies. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're talking about a situation where it becomes an obsession. Mm-hmm. So if we're not careful, it becomes an obsession. It becomes an idol wherein we're trying to cope with what's wrong with me? Um, how can it be made right? Who am I? Instead of letting the Lord speak to us. And this is what makes the Lord different. None of those, none of your hobbies, none of your possessions, none of your achievements, your attainments, or your accomplishments, no false God, no system of religion that man has made, no philosophy, academic construct apart from the Lord can speak and give you reality and truth concerning who God is, who you are, what's wrong with the world, and how it can be made right. Only God does that. Absolutely. And I I made the joke earlier about dumb idol being Auburn football. But in today's world, sports, I've walked through my dumb idol wasn't Auburn football, it was Alabama football, but walking through saying, this is captivating my heart and my attention, and I think I am getting more excited about that. And like when you're watching a game and your heart starts racing, it's like, okay, you might be a little too. Now, I coach football, which is a different environment, but I have to be very guarded about the idol of football in my life. And so I went through a season where I didn't watch football for an entire year. Yeah, that's good, man. Better man than me. That was tough. Yeah. Yeah. I often say with sports, sports is great. I mean, sports is wonderful. It's a way of for kids, for them to learn teamwork, leadership, 
the ability to progressively get better at something, sure. the need for integrity, the mm -hmm. need for discipline. And then also it's important to know how just to have fun too, right? That's right. Unwind. Absolutely. So those six things are all good, but mm -hmm. then oftentimes we're bad about making good things into idols. So we got to be on guard. Yeah. It's a fine line. Yeah. And so like I said, I coach football, absolutely love it, but I've seen it wreck people and kids and, yeah. and all that. So shifting gears totally. Yeah. So we'll get off the sports deal. Um, so you talked about special messengers. So I'm going to kind of combine two of my questions here. Today, 2020, are there special messengers out there? Yeah, there's. Have you ever been to Panama City Beach? Oh, yeah. So that plane that flies by with the mm -hmm. banner. That's right. That says, all you can eat crab legs. That's right. That's yeah, a yeah. special messenger. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, some of them is like, you know, I always see the happy birthday and then like, will you marry me? I always yeah. felt awkward if there was another couple with the same now, like yeah. or the woman, you know, Will you marry me, Sally? And there's yeah. another Sally, and she gets her hopes up. Yeah. You know, anyway, they just met on spring break. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. your point was a special met. Yeah. So explain that to us. Yeah. So, um, man, nowadays it seems like we have this issue that you know we're in a society where we don't believe in experts. I mean, look at what's going on in the world right now, and uh, nobody's an expert mm -hmm. on. You know, a pandemic. Yet everyone's an expert on the pandemic. <laughs> that's right. You know? I read on the internet. Yeah, so, that's right. So it's kind of funny that that irony there that nobody's an expert yet everyone's an expert. Mm -hmm. So it seems. So when it comes to God and the revelation of Himself, He indeed, I want to call them experts. But according to Scripture, Hebrews one, Hebrews two, you see this throughout the Old Testament see it in Exodus 3 and 4 where the Lord calls Moses, that the Lord indeed chooses to select special men to reveal his special direct revelation of himself. That's right. So, um, and those are prophets in the Old Testament, Jesus in the New Testament, prophet of all prophets, and apostles. Mm -hmm. So um, you really could boil it down to prophet, we we know Jesus one, but you know, think Old Testament prophet, New Testament apostles, apostles representing Jesus. Right. So, so really, I think it's so important that we recapture that truth because uh, there's this movement today in which we're way too flippant in talking about God talking. Mm -hmm. You know, so many anybody can be an expert on. Well, God told me, God said. I try, I don't want to say I never say these words, but I try to never say God told me. Apart from saying in his word, I read this and I felt as if the Lord was telling me such and such. Yeah. So you're looking for affirmation, right? Mm -hmm. And so you talked about mm -hmm. following your conscience and knowing the Holy Spirit's guidance there. Mm -hmm. So that leads us to the next uh, question. So um, me too. When someone says, you know, the Lord has given me something to tell you, I'm always thinking, that's like, have you ever yeah. like received a good one of those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but I, 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 I was born a skeptic and my heart's still skeptical, right? So it's yeah. this journey of faith. And so whenever someone says the phrase, the Lord has told me this, I have a word from the Lord mm -hmm. or the Lord revealed this to me. Yeah. I always, my first instincts to think, I'm not so sure of this. Yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts there? Someone, you know, the Lord speaking to someone today in that you know, environment. Yeah. So there's old saying, if you want to um, know what the Lord says, isn't there a saying like, yeah, that, like, if you want to know what God says, 
read the Bible if you want to hear him, his words, like read it out loud. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. I messed that up. Yeah, but, yeah something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, you know, I, I would ascribe to that and, um, you know, don't want to be too wooden and too strict there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like God can speak with to me apart from reading the Bible, but it's not in like, I don't believe I hear an audible voice. I think that it is, I know God's truth or I hear someone else reminding me of God's truth. And so it's the Lord then using that mm-hmm. to make me aware of his truth. So in essence, that is God speaking to me, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm careful of saying God told me because that's a mixed bag in today's society. You know, plain and simple, I don't believe that the Lord uh, communicates that way now that he's not going to, when, when he wanted to speak directly to people, he used apostles, Jesus, or the prophets. So I, I remember I was in, the reason I'm passionate about this, I was in kind of a church movement in college, and I was a, a young, undiscerning Christian, and I was told in this movement, everybody was talking about God talked to them, and if if, God, if the Holy Spirit's not talking to you, there's something wrong with you, man, I'm like, dude, I want to be all I can be for Jesus. I remember going back to my room and getting down on my hands and knees on the bed and praying, God, speak to me. And I was like, God, I'm just going to wait here until you speak. Never heard anything. Crickets. So I was waiting for that audible voice. Had all these people getting up giving testimony at this college gathering for students of how God said this, God said that. They had special words of wisdom for people. It took me a while to mature in my understanding Mm -hmm. to know as part of God's um, revelation himself, he ordained the prophets and the apostles. And he's very clear about that. And he was super serious about people claiming to speak on his behalf who weren't really speaking on behalf, like knocking people off, right? Mm -hmm. Like people dropping like flies when they they, they pretended to speak on his behalf. So um, I just read in my my devotional time the other day about one of those guys Mm -hmm. where prophet told another prophet, God told me to tell you this, and it didn't work out well for either one of them, right? So, um, So important that we kind of are guarded there and that we understand that the Bible is his primary means of communication now. That's right. And that's very important because talking about misleading somebody. Yeah. yeah. And I know in our positions, it's very easy for us to um, to say something along the lines, the Lord is leading us. I, mm-hmm. The Lord spoke to us and we're going to do this. And what happens if we don't fulfill that promise? Yeah, that's what right. if a pastor got up in January saying, by August, we're going to be in this new building or by August, we're going to hit this certain number. And then here comes a pandemic. Yeah. You know, who, is he a false prophet? Well, in Old Testament, come August, if it don't happen, you're dead. That's what, yeah, they that's gotta, my they point. They got to stone you. you that's know, right. So. And so, uh, you know, uh, of course, everyone's an expert. No one's an expert. You know, going yeah. back to that is no, we didn't see this coming. But I think it's so, so important because talking about being able to manipulate somebody, yeah. and we've seen this from televangelists um, to what we would call false prophets of our uh-huh. day, is to take, thus saith the Lord to me, yeah. cast it in front of people and hook, line, and sinker, and you got them. And yeah. that's so dangerous. And that's what Timothy, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy, talking about the tickling of the ear. Yeah. And that's exactly what that looks like, like played out. Yeah, that's that's um, that's good. I think there's that side of it. Like you don't want that manipulation. There's also the side of it to free people up. You know what, what's sad when I speak or teach on this, mm-hmm. I in, in, inevitably have somebody like, I believe God can speak to me. I don't believe. I can't believe you don't believe that God can't speak to people. I've gotten in a live religion where God speaks to me, and I'm like, I, you just heard the negative part. The negative part is indeed God doesn't speak to you in that way. 
you miss the positive part. Mm -hmm. You can hear him speak every time you open this book. So for me, that's actually a more positive promise than the the negative. That's right. To, to know that, you, you know, which is better, to wait on some mystical voice or some revelation or to know that every time you, over your lunch break, in the morning, in the evening with the family, on Sunday morning when the preacher shares, every time you open this book, you hear from God. Mm -hmm. So which is better, to sit there and wait for some voice to chatter with you? Or to just open the Bible and know that God is speaking. Yeah, and if it doesn't line up with Scripture, we know who's wrong here. Yeah, yeah, and that's you right. know, and you know, I think I'll say this, and then we'll move on to the very quick last question. If you look at the birth of the Jehovah Witness Church and the Mormon Church, both of those individuals received revelation, special revelation, which we would call false. Both of them in complete isolation, so there's no one that witnessed that. That's not how the Lord has worked mm -hmm. in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. um, and you saw even when someone lied about how much money they made off of land, Acts yeah, 5, yeah. 5, um, if you lie, you die. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just being very, very cautious of that with people. Be very careful. Question someone who says, mm -hmm. the Lord has told me this. Yeah, and that's a that's a very important caveat because earlier I said, I, I think, you know, I can hear from God through someone else mm -hmm. or like in my conscience later. Mm -hmm. Like there may be a moment where um, I, I'm out in society and I'm tempted to, to have um, an impure thought or to harbor some ungodly emotion in my heart. And in the moment, it's like I sense something. I don't hear a voice, but I sense something. Where does it come from? It, well, I've, I filled my heart and mind with Scripture, so I'm reminded of God's truth. And that's like God speaking, not because I heard a voice, but because I've already laid up his word in my heart that I might not sure. sin against him. So it, it's important to know that if if God does indeed speak, it will never go against his word. And filling your heart and mind with God's word is a way for hearing from him in those situations in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like you, your conscience has been saturated with scripture, so you're able to reflect upon that and recall it. And so it, that in a way is a sense of, hearing from God. Absolutely. Should be affirmed through Scripture and affirmed through others. Yeah. Uh, isolation you know, re isolation and revelation don't go together. Yeah, we could do a whole uh, podcast episode on those, yeah, yeah, I think, those yeah. golden plates and those goggles, Joseph Smith. That's right. That's right. Um, so why couldn't it be silver? Well, it's yeah. interesting with that going back to <laughs> prophet that wasn't in style back then. White gold, that's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, so <laughs> it, uh, if you go back to that, what's interesting is even the Mormons even Joseph Smith knew you had to have a prophet to hear from God. And so like he had John the Baptist showing up in the woods up in New York, right? Mm, that's so, right. So um, even he knew what we were talking about earlier, that you got to have a special messenger. So it's like, I better have one show up in my story so that it's legit. That's right. John the Baptist seems legit. Yeah. So um, talking about the book of John, so the other John in the New Testament, um, I find John 1 especially John 1, 1, so important at proving the deity of Christ. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's overlooked. But in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm -hmm. So you track down and you see that here is the Word, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. So real quick, why is that important for us to understand and really use in defense of our faith? Yeah, so that that whole word concept, John piggybacks on, kind of employs a, a Greek concept 
the Lagos or the Logo, Logos. Is that I do Lagos because yeah, it's two Omicrons. Yeah, 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 that's what I do. But I hear a lot of people saying Logo, Logos or Logos now yeah, because of the Bible software. Right. I'm like, that's it's correct. Logos, that's right. Two Omicrons. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Proverbs, uh, anyway, so from a Greek perspective, you have that. Um, and John kind of utilizes that, baptizes it, sanctifies it to say that Jesus is the embodiment of all of God's truth. Mm-hmm. He is the revelation of God's truth. But it's not just uh, kind of a Greek background. It's also a Hebrew. There's also Hebrew background there as well. As Proverbs chapter 8, you know, you have the embodiment of wisdom described, which is really almost Proverbs 8, is almost contains like what we would call a theophany, or a pre-incarnate appearing of Christ mm-hmm. in the Old Testament because he he personifies wisdom and speaks of it as if it is a person. So John there is taking these two ideas, um, one from Hebrew thought, one from Greek thought, and just showing Jesus Christ is the full revelation of all of the wisdom of God. If you want to know God, if you want to see Him in a special way, look to Jesus. That's right. John one one great for apologetics. Looking yeah. at that for sure. Yeah. What now? What were you thinking about? Kind of apologetically there because thoughts on point, top of that. Yeah, because they would say, okay, Jesus was just a man. Yeah, and he was yeah. just a man who shared word. But but John says he was the word from the beginning, mm-hmm. and so knowing that you know, in understanding, there was no beginning with God, but the beginning mm-hmm. that we understand starting in the creation story. Here is Jesus going all the way back there. Yeah. Here he is in person now. Yeah. So I guess defending the historical Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and then you go back, uh, there's a lot of ways you can go there. You look at uh, Genesis 126, let us make man in right. our image. Jesus is there present because of the mm-hmm. use of the first person plural. Then you see the pre-incarnate appearings of Jesus in what's uh, it's called the angel of the Lord. And so you see him giving truth when he appears. So, uh, yeah, and then you can get in a whole debate since we've already talked about the Mormons. You can talk about the Jehovah's Witnesses and, the, mm-hmm. you know, they, they try to, that's a verse that they have challenges with. That's right. You know, and that's they have right. to get on to definite article, indefinite article. But the truth stands, as you say, that it shows that Jesus is the eternal God and he is the embodiment of all of God's truth. So when we talk about those special messengers, prophets and apostles, he uh, stands above them all. He is the truth, and they are merely speaking of him. Absolutely. Well, I found that that's a really good pot, uh, spot to end today. Yeah, yep. And so uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. Can't wait to continue this uh, series, The Basic Doctrine of the Bible. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for our discussion on Basic Doctrine of the Bible. Stay current with other episodes by subscribing to our podcast. For show notes, visit us online at basicdiscipleship.net. If you have any questions about the materials presented in this discussion, or if you would like to give feedback, email us at info at basicdiscipleship.net. Thanks for listening.